welcome to the second episode of Comical Podcast. My name is Justin Corbett, and my co-host is... Miguel Garza. (laughs) Fool doesn't want to say his name. I don't know why. Uh, My wife, Heather, is still with us today as our guest star. I'm still with you. Well, you're lucky that I am still with you. I suppose that is true. (laughs) And yes, I am here. Thank you. She is here. We were hoping to have my friend Will on this week, but due to some back injury he sustained, he couldn't make it on. Suspect. Bastard. Yeah. Get it up. Yeah, he couldn't get it up. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> hey! But he promises he's going to be here next week, so we're going to have a real good show next week. We're looking forward to that. Yes. Because yes. this yes. show is Indeed. really shitty. Whoa! This show hasn't started yet, so how do you know if it's really shitty? Well, you just set yourself up for failure, sir, so there's that. I'm going to rock this house. I don't think this is going to be shitty at all. <laughs> at, least, at least no shittier than the last episode. <laughs> we can only go up. It's got to be better, right? It can exactly. only get better from here. Yes. It's like sex. It gets better over over time. <laughs> what? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Complete silence. You can hear a picture. That's horrible. That's awesome. If my wife's listening, <laughs> please call the show. <laughs> <laughs> Can okay. I sleep on the couch? <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to have You're always welcome. Thank you very much. It's not a very comfortable couch, but it's sure. okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, what, what did you feel think? like were the two best and two worst books of this week, Miguel? Oh, man. My two best, Thunderbolts and Uncanny Avengers. The two worst, Bounce, Batman the Dark Knight. That's fair. I feel like Thunderbolts was definitely the best book of the week, but I feel like Saga was probably the second best that I read. And as far as my weakest books, uh, again, everything I read I enjoyed. I thought Bounce was actually pretty good, but Dark Knight was just terrible. Uh, it definitely was the worst <laughs> book of the week. Just stay away from it. <laughs> Don't put it on your list. Walk away. So why, why did you pick those as your recommendations? Well, I'm going to start with Uncanny Avengers. Because, you know, man, I got mad love for Thor. I'm just telling you. You talk about him getting bitched everywhere, bitching his own book, bitching this book, <laughs> bitching that book. Man, stood up. That's took true. Took down the Apocalypse Twins. That's true. It, it, was, it was very nice to see Thor live up to his potential and actually do some ass-kicking in, in a book. Because uh, most of the time, when you see Thor in the Marvel Universe, he's getting his ass handed to him. <laughs> yeah, he's a little arrogant. He gets uh, punked in pretty much every book. That's just the way his fights go. He usually loses... And he comes back and then loses again, and he comes back and finally wins. It was even that way in Thor the Dark World, the movie. Well, you gotta give him some props, man. Come on. He ain't taking on, like, Joe Schmo. He's always got the, like, the tough dog, you know. Is Captain America gonna take on Thanos? Really? Seriously? No. He so, did. who they throw out? Yeah, he tried. What happened? Gone. Bye. See ya. Well, I'm not saying Captain America's all that either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, but every time there's somebody to battle, he gets the big dog. Why? Because he's the god of thunder. He is the heavy hitter for the Avengers so, when Hulk's not around. I mean, come on. He tries. He does try. He's out there. No fear. Handles his own. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't go his way. But you mentioned earlier, he gets his ass whooped and comes back. But guess what? Like Rocky Balboa. Still wins, doesn't he? Damn you. <laughs> He's got that eye of the tiger. That's right. <laughs> eye of the tiger. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I went with Uncanny Avengers. I thought it was really good. I could see I could see Uncanny Avengers being among my top picks for the week, but I still felt like Saga was a slightly better book. Saga finally moved the story forward more than just a couple weeks at a time. Uh, went ahead and jumped forward a couple of years, and the main do- the main girl is finally starting to grow up some. She's able to stand on her own, so it's yeah, that's cool too. Really interesting to see how it goes moving yeah. forward. Yeah, I would have hated to go the other twenty books of the girl still be a little baby. That would have like what 
what in the world? But yeah, what kind of saga is this? <laughs> yeah, whoa, it's a slow moving saga. I didn't hate Saga. It's probably my number three book. Like I said, the only reason why I went with the Uncanny Avengers because of Thor. But like, uh, it is also nice to see one of the main characters in the book is Lion Cat. It's this <laughs> cat that basically just says "line" whenever somebody around is not telling the truth. He actually gets really injured in this book, and it just kind of tugs at your heartstrings. And whenever a character in a comic you know, dies or is injured and you actually feel something emotionally about that character, you know, that's a powerful thing and, and you know, it doesn't happen every day in, in any kind of literature. Yeah, and the person that stuck him in the eye was a good character. I actually wanted the good character to die after that and she injured the lion cat. I'm just saying, the lion cat is totally awesome. I want the t-shirt. There is a t-shirt out there. I want the t-shirt. But if, you, if, you, if anybody out there wants to send Miguel the t-shirt, just post post something on Twitter or Facebook and I'll, uh, I'll let you know where you need to mail it to. <laughs> lying. <laughs> and I'll send you a picture in return. <laughs> great book. Great characters. Glad they advanced it. Can't wait for the next one. But I believe you said to, your, uh, to me the other day, actually, it's going on hiatus for a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's going to be on hiatus for a couple of months, I believe. There's actually a really good time for a new reader to pick up the trade paperbacks and get caught up. And then you could pick it up when the single issues resume again in April. I think it's April. <laughs> Jump on. Jump on. Yeah, it's, it's a great book. Uh, but it wasn't the best book of this week. I felt like the best book, and you felt like the best book, was Thunderbolts number 21. Yes. So those of you who are unfamiliar with the Thunderbolts, it's basically a team of the Marvel mercenaries and heavy hitters led by General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Red uh, Hulk. Red Hulk. The other members of the team are Punisher, Elektra, Deadpool, Agent Venom, not to be confused with Eddie Brock Venom. Mm-hmm. Yes. And most recently, Ghost Rider. And, fuck, I keep forgetting Red Leader. <laughs> Red Leader and Mercy. Let me help you Red out Red Leader and Mercy are also part of it. Um, you should know most of those characters. Red Leader is basically Hulk's nemesis leader, but he's been affected by gamma Red, Red Gamma Radiation. You know, he's basically the same character, super smart, but his whole brain has been uploaded to the internet, and he has to download it in small segments. But if you notice the books, though, he's starting to get his stuff back together. Oh, yeah, he's, he's becoming a very intelligent asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you know, Punisher and Elektra are who they are. Punisher likes to kill criminals. Elektra goes after, you know, get hired contracts. She's a mercenary and an assassin. Deadpool is Merc with a Mouth. And Agent Venom is an Avenger. He's also a Thunderbolt. And he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy coming up. So he's kind of a cross-team character, even though he doesn't yes. have his own book anymore. I'll tell you something, a little secret here. I really didn't like Red Hulk. I really hate Ross. I don't like Ross. Didn't like Ross at all. Started reading this. Started reading that Red Hulk book you loaned me that one day. And I'm a fan now. Smart ass. He's pretty funny. He's well, all guy. he's ever wanted his entire life was to have the power that the Hulk possessed. And when he finally got it, it was his dream come true. So he didn't really care what anybody else thought. He walked around, you know, knowing he was the cock of the walk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, he, he put a hurt on a lot of people. Deadpool is a key character in this book. His interaction with the other guys are just pretty funny, especially between him and the Punisher. More so than he has been in most other team books. In Uncanny X-Force he had some really important parts but he was never the central focus of the book. And sometimes in Thunderbolts he is, and that's a nice change. It's a yeah. great it's a great issue. Uh, it takes place in Hell, which is kind of a interesting twist because in a previous Venom book there's a, a mini-series within the Venom series called The Circle of Four. Where Ghost Rider, X-23, Red Hulk, and Venom all went to hell and were marked by Damien Hellstrom, the son of Satan. Uh, They all have a demon mark, a pentagram that nobody else can see embedded on their body. 
so it's it's interesting that now they're back in hell and Ghost Rider and Venom go off and do their own thing. They're just kind of sitting on the rocks having a conversation talking about how much they hate Daredevil. <laughs> and, this is uh, like a little girl's like bitch party. They're sitting it on kind the of rocks. is. It's pretty yeah. funny. Talking it's, about being in movies and having a Hollywood career. <laughs> yeah, it's really uncharacteristic of them. You don't see those two characters interact too often. But Red Hulk and Deadpool and Ghost Rider go off and try to make a deal with Mephisto to help him reclaim his throne in hell because he's been usurped. And the person that did the usurping is somebody that you would never expect unless you read Peter David's X-Factor, which I didn't read. <laughs> I kind of wish I had, and I may pick up the trades now because it seems like it ended in a really interesting place. Uh, but Thunderbolts 21 was an excellent issue. 20 Point Now came out last week, which is actually a great jumping-on point for new readers. Yes. I would recommend going to your local shop and seeing if you can pick up both of those and giving the book a shot because... It's written by Charles Soule and, and drawn by Carlo Barbieri, and it, it is just excellent all around. My pick of the week, for sure. Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Good job. <laughs> so let's talk about our, our, our least favorite book of the week. <laughs> I think we both agree that Dark Knight oh. is not living up to the standards set by the main Batman title and by Detective. There's been so many instances in, in Dark Knight where he's fought the same characters over and over and over again. He's done a lot of stuff with Clayface. He's done a lot of stuff with... B-list characters. Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. Messing with the Scarecrow a little bit here and there. That's not even the worst part. The worst part of the Dark Knight series is that three times in the last year, there's been issues that have been artwork only, no text, no story written out, no dialogue, just imagery. And that the first time, it was, it was actually pretty good because it was right after Robin died and it showed Batman's struggle and him trying to cope with that and the no text actually gave it a different kind of feel but after the second book now we're on the third one where they don't do the text and it just seems like laziness yeah like oh, i don't feel like doing this well america will buy it if they yeah. were if they were if they were creating a compelling story with the artwork it would be a different matter but the story that they told in this past issue wasn't even compelling batman saved a lady and her kid from some muggers around christmas time and then you know, the family appreciated it, and they decorated the tree with Batman decorations, and then Batman was, like, looking in the window and, you know, remembering his family, remembering Robin, I guess. But it didn't really do anything for me. There was no real action. There was no real villain. There was no dialogue, no anything to What do you to pick on Batman? Pop. I mean, what the fuck did he do? Don't get me wrong. I'm a Batman guy, but yeah, Jesus, me too. come on, can I get some words? Like, something? Like, hello, damn? If something? it was every once in a while they did this, it would be okay, but... Since they did it so many times this past year, I was really disappointed to see it happen so again. So many times. Three times. That's that's a lot for a series. Like it's almost unheard of to do a comic that's just image and no text. Can I get a discount on that book? Yeah, no. seriously. No. Well, maybe Full some price. people want imagery. That's not here. Not us. <laughs> no, thank you. Not us. Well, I, mean, I like Batman, and I think he can. He only can, certain he books we he take. He can have imagery all he wants. I think if if you're creating a comic that has great writing and shitty artwork, it can still be a really good comic. Like, you can still find a lot of enjoyment in it. I think the story, the written story, is the most important aspect of the book. The artwork is important, and if it's excellent, then it makes the story that much better. But I feel like you can't do it the other way around. You can't have just good artwork and have a shitty story. Well, I mean, you can. There's plenty of books that do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But they're not compelling. They're not interesting enough to, to merit you know, the $4 purchase every two weeks. So you're saying you're a good, a great story writing type of guy, and it can have, eh, so-so art. You're good with that. Is yeah. That okay. The compelling that, story is the most important part to me. I love the story. Don't get me wrong, but when I look at something, like, look like they just threw up on the page with color. That's supposed to be Batman. Like, what the hell 
No, I, I'm I'm the kind of guy that I gotta have good art. But the bad writing thing does kind of get to me. But I think the bad artwork gets to me the most. I really can't handle it. It's one of the reasons why I've dropped a few books in the past. I mean, I dropped X-Force, for goodness sakes, when they started getting really lazy and freaking stupid. It's like they were drawing stick men, and they put a guy out there with claws. There's Wolverine! Ah! No, 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 no. So you're saying that if it has good writing and good art, then it's fine. But if it has good art and shitty writing, that's fine, too? <laughs> Don't put me on the spot, man! Yeah, I'm fine with that shit. So long, so long as the. Would you like see. to see some colors and shapes? I mean, is that, is that what you're looking for? Like, no, no, no. I'm sticking with my guns. It's got to have decent art and a halfway decent story, and I'm okay. Because good writing, bad art doesn't do it for me, man. It's just, just can't take that shit. It's just like, wow. Can I, can I drop this book? Can I get my money back? Like Jesus. That's why some of these artists you like. I'm really fond of now because the, they're amazing drawers. And then when they have somebody write the story and it's really great, you're like, well, this is totally awesome. It just makes it even more, uh, more amazing. For instance, we read the book with Deadpool. Not trying to get off of Batman. We read that book about Deadpool with this, with his daughter and everything else. The art was oh, good. Oh, the good, the bad, and yeah. the ugly. Yeah. The art was good. The story was amazing. And you and I both felt like, what the hell? Yeah. Mike, Mike Hawthorne is the artist on the current run of Deadpool. And it's being written by Brian Poussain and Jerry Dugan, who are comedians. Batman obviously is the book that we're talking about that yeah. really tells you good art, good writing, bad art, bad writing, good art. And there's so many Batman stories that come out that are one shots. There's so many mini series. It's not just the main three titles. Do you put it down on? Would you go for a step further and say that it's DC that has bad artwork? I mean, how many books have we seen? No, you you can't just say that DC is the only company that has bad artwork. I mean, as much as I love Deadpool, the last ten issues of the second run were complete garbage as far as art, artwork is concerned. I mean, the last issue literally did look like somebody threw up on the page and <laughs> took a paintbrush and, like, drew out the little, you know, symbol for Deadpool or something. It was horrible. Yeah, it looked like dupe. Yeah, it was just really, really bad. You can't just say that it's just DC that has that problem. It's a problem across the board. Sometimes artists can't make deadlines. Sometimes writers, you know, can't make their deadlines, and, and the work suffers. Sometimes writers stretch themselves too thin. Like, the reason we were talking about Rick Remender last week and how big of a fan I am of his... He writes so many titles every month. I mean, he writes Captain America. He writes Uncanny Avengers. He has at least three independent books. I don't know all of them. And I'm sure there's other stuff he does, too. I mean, the man is writing at least five, five comics a, week, a month. And it's probably more than that. And they're all different stories. None of them are in the same genre. And he manages to do it and still tell compelling stories almost every single time. Dedicated. Yes, he loves what he does. I mean, some writers just don't have it. Some of them phone it in. In this day and age, we're talking about how Image is just coming around and just taking names, just kicking ass and taking names. Marvel is going to have tremendous books coming out soon. If you're DC, why would you let your book get to this point? Well, the thing is with Image, it's, it's creator-owned content. So these writers want to tell these stories, and they go out and they partner up with an artist they know, or else they go to Image headquarters and say, I need an artist that kind of fits this style, and they you know, hook them up with somebody. And then they write the story they want to tell. They own the characters. They own the story. They publish it themselves through Image, and then they get a higher cut of the profits, unlike with Marvel and DC, where Marvel says, we need seven books that have Captain America in them. You write a Captain America book, you write a Captain America book, and so on and so forth. And then those writers have to do it. And some of those writers, you know, even if they don't like Captain America, they'll do the research, they'll do their homework, they'll come up with a compelling story. Some of them will just phone it in. You know, it's, it's just the way of the world. Marvel has a stable of writers they pull from. DC has a stable of writers they pull from. Image isn't like that. Image is, you know, you come to us, you bring us an idea. If we think the idea is credible, we think it's going to be a good story, 
then we will publish it for you, and we'll just take a small percentage of the profits. It's a completely different design for, for how that company works than Marvel and DC have. So that's why there's almost always good content in Image, because the creators actually care about what they're creating. And in Marvel and DC, that's not always the case. Back, still talking about our good writing and bad art or bad whatever. It's important, to, it's important to have both, and I, I feel like every single creator that's working on these comics should put everything they have into it and try to make the art as good as they can, try to make the story as good as they can. And if that was, if we lived in a perfect world, that's how it would be, but unfortunately, sometimes they're going to phone it in, sometimes they're going to come up with a concept idea that just doesn't work, you know, but they should learn from their mistakes, and some, something like Dark Knight number 27 shouldn't happen again after the previous two issues where they had no text and there was fan backlash about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if we could, like, complain. Like, can we stop this crap? Can we bring Batman to respectability? Can we I mean, you can, a damn? you can certainly say something to uh, DC, but, I mean, I don't know how much yeah. of an effect it's going to have. I'm just Joe Schmo, man. They ain't going to, yeah. See, the sad part is, as you know, my characters are Harley, Batman, and Joker. You know, I like Marvel people, but those are my three. Those are my three I've always been. So it really does bother me. It just really is disheartening to me to see a book like that. And so, across the board, bad art just bothers me. I mean, we've gone, we've gone to comic to shows, and we've seen guys who are starting off who are drawing. My God, there was a guy, where were we at? Off 1960, that one shop. The guy was in there drawing. It was amazing. Just a newbie trying to, trying to get started. I mean, oh, there's, there's lots of art. There's lots guys. of great artists out there that are trying to break into the industry, and it's a hard industry to break into. I mean, you have to... You know, really be able to draw panels and well, you think tell it. Be considering you got people just throwing paint on the damn page, like, oh, here's Batman, here's your shit. No, dude, you got a guy sitting here on the table working his ass off, wanting to get into the field, and he can't get a break. But some dumbass is sitting there just throwing freaking ink. Oh, here we go. There's there's a real good book for you. Ran on, brother. Ran on. Pay for it off of this piece of crap. <laughs> yes, yes, I have a problem with it. <laughs> That's passion, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's exactly uh, passion. We don't, we don't believe that. Miguel has any anger. He just has lots of passion. That's right. I'm passionate about a few things. No, but companies like DC, every once in a while, they do something cool and try to give those aspiring artists a chance. Uh, you remember back when Harley Quinn number zero came out? Yes. They had that contest where people could draw a certain page and submit it, and then they were going to select you know, random artists that were new to the industry to appear in that book, and that might actually give them their shot, give them their chance uh, to break into the industry. You're talking about the suicide angle, aren't you? Well, that was one of the pages that was asked for. That was like a whole big controversy a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah, it was. It shouldn't have been. It was It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Harley Quinn was jokingly trying to kill herself in a, in a bathtub, and mm-hmm. people took offense at it. But, you know, if you know the character, you know nothing she does is serious. Yeah. So... But no, what? like, is it Harley Quinn Zero? In the, in the world of free speech, people are complaining. What a shock. Yeah. <laughs> all those people with sticks up their butt that can't just take things for what they are. Okay, we've said all kinds of other words. You said sticks up your butt. Really? <laughs> you said fuck shit, butt. bullshit, all these kinds of words, and then totally ch- child-friendly show. Sticks up their asses there. Do you feel better now? I do, thank you. <laughs> Am do I going to talk know. about asses on every show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Asses have to make the show all the time. But uh, Harley Zero, remember, it had all the different artists in there, mm-hmm. all different ways to portray her. There was quite a few in there that I actually thought were really good. And some, again, like, dude, you There were some a, that were good and some that were so-so. You need a new job. You need to, like, go teach art somewhere else or something. I mean, they were all they were all almost better than anything I could draw. Oh, yeah, I can draw. <laughs> save my life. So, I mean, it's not really fair for us to criticize some of those people too harshly. Hey, hey, 
Hey, <laughs> we're fans. We pay money for this shit. It's true. We do keep the industry going. I mean, yeah, not just you and me, but everybody else in this I feel like I'm shouldering the whole industry on in my back sometimes. <laughs> as much money as I spend on this crap. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, man, you spent a lot of money today, too. I did. And you didn't get everything you wanted. No, I accidentally left a couple of books at the store. Is that crazy? How do you I, accidentally leave something? Well, sometimes they don't put everything you're supposed to get in your box, and then you're supposed to pick it off the shelf, and I missed a couple of them because I was being was rushed. looking at all the pop figures. He was trying to pick how many he wanted today. He had like mm-hmm. four in his hand. Mm-hmm. He likes to play with dolls. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> don't even do it. <laughs> Miguel was uh, contemplating buying this Harley Quinn Barbie doll. <laughs> The last time we were at the comic shop. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, it's nice. It's a Barbie doll. You know how Barbie dolls are nowadays. They go up, you know. What are you going to do with Barbie doll? Maybe they go up. Well. What does that mean? (laughs) I'm confused. They're valued. Their skirts go up? (laughs) No. No. I am not that kind of freak. (laughs) What kind of freak are you? (laughs) My wife will answer that question. (laughs) Call in, dear. But no, the uh, Barbie dolls, you know, you buy some of them, they become collector's items. That is true. Worth more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the Sorry, pop, the pop figures aren't. You still aren't. threw me for a loop, but the skirts going up. <laughs> the pop figures aren't really dolls per se; they're just collectibles. Yeah, they're kind of funny looking, big heads. And I, I have all the Deadpool ones, all the bobbleheads. They keep staring at me, America. They're looking at me right now. One day I'll take a picture of the whole office and I'll, I'll post it up on the website so uh, everybody can see my collection. I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah, it's, it's still growing. Well, I have a Hello Kitty pop figure, so I think I'm pretty cool. You are pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm way cooler than you. <laughs> she is way cooler than me. So moving on. Let's yes, let's are. say we're going to table the writing and art discussion because I don't think we can get any more out of it. Too much passion. It's too much passion there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you want to talk about superpowers. Yeah, this was a suggestion that a uh, few people recommended on Facebook when I was asking for advice on different segments. If you had a superpower, Miguel, what superpower would you choose? Why you got to call me out, man? Well, I have to go first. First, you talk about looking up skirts, because my superpower is going to make me look even worse. (laughs) I want x-ray vision, yo. Of course you do. And no one's shocked. And what would you use that x-ray vision for? Oh, you know, to help people. (laughs) And how would you help people? Can't find anything, I can find it for you, you know? What's your superhero name going to be? Cancer Finder Man? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am. I need to just take a quick look and see if you have any cancer. Whoa! <laughs> you know oh, when he yes, does that, you're going to yes. look straight through and see the bone. and, the, and the, You're not going to see what you're trying to look for. I know what you're trying to say here. Well, then why would you even pick that power? <laughs> <laughs> it's completely worthless. He's going to walk around and tell people they have cancer all day and like, they're going to just gonna want to go home and fucking hang themselves. No, I'm going to go... Like, oh, you have cancer. Okay, well, I'm just going to go die now. Thanks. Come on, man. Use my x-ray vision for good. Work at a hospital. Who needs a CAT scan? Who needs a... I can do it for you. I know where you were going with this. So they're just going to pay you to stand there? (laughs) (laughs) What are they going to do with the machine? Retire it? (laughs) Wow. Okay, fine. All right. We'll take it where we're supposed to go. I'd be a creeper, okay? No, not really. I'd like to be able to fly on a serious side. Because if you mention x-ray vision, (laughs) you're going to start thinking peeping Tom. (laughs) All kinds of crazy There's no thinking on this side. I I know where you were going with that. I was going nowhere with it. Nowhere. Everybody knows where you were going with that. You hear that, dear? I wasn't going nowhere with it. <laughs> I want to fly. Why would you pick flight? I go anywhere I want to, as quick as I want to. Never be stuck two and a half hours in freaking traffic to get home. <laughs> Flying over everybody, giving them the bird. Fuck everybody! I'm <laughs> going home! Taking craps as I go. I'm going stuff. home! <laughs> <laughs> we're working back in there. <laughs> I'd like to fly. 
I really would. I think it'd be freaking amazing to fly, soar around, uh, just do things. I mean, obviously, you only hit game at once. So if I don't have any super strength, I mean, what good am I? I can fly around. Let me help you with this car. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd just like to fly. I just think it'd be awesome. I mean, I could fly anywhere I want to. Can't fly out of space because I'd probably die because I can't breathe outside of our atmosphere, but it would be pretty cool, I think. Just be able to fly. Maybe I'm just weird that way. I don't know. There's definitely some good points to be made for choosing flight. I mean, but I am afraid of heights. Maybe that was a bad idea. <laughs> Somebody help me get down! I'm afeard! Don't look down. Thanks. <laughs> what about you, Heather? If you could pick a superpower to have, what would you pick? I'd rather know yours first. I'll save mine for the end. Mm-hmm. Ooh, intriguing. Ooh. Ha ha ha. Woman of mystery. Okay. Sometimes. Well, if I was going to have one superpower or one superpower only, I would pick telepathy. I would uh-huh. love to be able to know what people are thinking and to uh, affect their brains. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we can go the perverted way with this, too, Mr. I'm going to affect your brain. I can see you working at <laughs> Dick off your clothes. <laughs> Come yeah. on, if you want to live. <laughs> Interesting. I guess that's true. You could could definitely go a perverted route with telepathy as well. That's where you were going. That's not where I was going. <laughs> You'd be a super criminal. I would be a super criminal. <laughs> I'm freaking off. See, you could rob banks and I could fly you out of there. Cops never get you. But you wouldn't need me anyway because you just tell them to go away. That's a pretty good power to have, actually. Yeah, I mean, anytime anybody tried to cause you a hassle, you could just, no, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> you Jedi mind trick everybody all day long. Just wave your hand and they leave you alone. Jedi mind trick. You're going with Psylocke. We know who you You are. could sit at work and nobody would come and bother you. <laughs> just wave your hand and they would go away. Oh. And imagine what that would be like. <laughs> Ooh. Can I say something? <laughs> so you're not going to check up on me. Is what you're telling me. Go away. Well, I don't think you would use it on me. Oh, I wouldn't. I would use it on you. <laughs> no, I'm sure you would. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> huh. Very nice power, Psylocke. Appreciate that. <laughs> Jedi mind trick. I think you would get the most mileage out of telepathy. What about misdirection? Yeah. People have to come to their own conclusion with misdirection. Mm-hmm. You can always just force them to come to the conclusion you want. He's in telepathy. Hmm. Yeah, you did pick the best power there. Give me some time to think. I know there's a lot more out there. I could be green. You'd be flying around and I'll be controlling you, making you do loop to loops. Skyrider, yeah! <laughs> I are a great speller. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Miguel is uh, not a great speller. I used to be a great speller. I really was. Do you need and a then, speak and spell? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both fans of uh, the Adult Swim show Metalocalypse and one of the characters on there, Murder Face. I'm a great speller. There's an episode where he goes to the spelling bee. And he's like, I'm going to hit him with some real zazzy words like tree and chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great speller. So every time I see Miguel trying to type something and failing at it, I always say, you're a great speller. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you rely on Microsoft Windows way too much. You lose your ability to spell. So, okay. So what would your power be? Obviously, immortality. I just beat both of you. You'd really want to live forever? Absolutely. I want to see the world come and go and die, and I, I would love to be immortal. Who are you, Dracula? Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> so would you, you would just want to live forever in your current state? You wouldn't want to, like... No. You, know, you could pick vampirism. You could be a vampire and live forever. I, yeah, I could be a vampire. <coughs> Are we talking shiny vampire? Are we talking, like, uh... Oh, no, she just said immortality. Oh, uh, yeah, immortality. Yeah, I got Immortality. You. I mean... I'd love to be a sparkly vampire. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think Miguel would, too. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's Before this funny... as a vampire? <laughs> there's this thing that Miguel's not terribly proud of where he forced his wife to go see Twilight with him because he really, really wanted to see it. Man, just put me out there today, aren't we? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with those films. I've read the books. There's something wrong with the fact that you've read the books. <laughs> I have a daughter who introduced me to the books, so I read them, then I watched the movies. I enjoyed them. Yeah. I enjoyed the first movie. I tried to watch the first one just because it was on, and it was terrible. Yeah, but then we watched the second one and realized the first one was way better. <laughs> I didn't watch the second one. Well, I did. Well, since you're telling stories about me watching Sparkly Vampires, are you going to bring up the fact what I had to go see with a wife? Well, you know, it's debatable who made who go see Magic Mike. <laughs> Come on, <man. laughs> What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying I know how much you love Makata, hey? <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, man. That is messed up. But it's also true. <laughs> <laughs> he has kind of a thing for McConaughey and who's the other one? I don't know what you're talking about. Mr. James Franco. Ring Brad. <laughs> Why are you being suspicious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Dude, those are great actors. Come on, man. Great actors. One's from Texas. Mm. The guy's just funny as I, I don't know. I don't care how many awards McConaughey wins. I will never consider that guy to be a great actor. <laughs> All right is not enough <laughs> to make you a great actor in my book. You know, it takes more than walking around shirtless. <laughs> To, to earn you some awards, or it should at least. Man. You know, I'm all about substance, obviously. I, I like to have uh, good writing, good dialogue, and I, like you said, you like pretty things to look at, so there you go. a woman with big boobs. There you go. That's what you like to look at. <laughs> you already have one. So you know. <laughs> I, I looked right at her. <laughs> that's not what you were looking at, sir. <laughs> what? Now that's awkward. Because <laughs> you're looking at me. I know, stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, immortality. Immortality. Telekinesis. Not telekinesis, telepathy. Oh, excuse me, telepathy. Uh, moving shit with my mind isn't really... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool, but I think you can accomplish a lot more with telepathy than you can with telekinesis. I'd rather be just Magneto. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? Just crush cars? <laughs> Walk down the street. Human car crusher. That's right. We're a lot. <laughs> you gotta go from working in the hospital to working at the junkyard. <laughs> You're a trash compactor. <laughs> you, want a, you want a superpower just so you can have a menial job where you replace a machine? <laughs> I'll take over the world, man. Take over the world. One crushed car at a time. That's right. <laughs> man, I can't be Professor X because that's who you're trying to take. I think mine is still the best. Immortality is pretty good, but I don't know if I'd want to live forever. It'd be kind of tough. See everybody you know die. You know, first time you go around, your loved ones are dead, and then you got to meet new people, and then they die and whatnot. It'd be kind of tough. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm a pretty strong person. I could deal with it. Well, I could deal with it. If people are handing out immortality, I'll go get some. <laughs> but if I only had one choice, I don't think that would be my one choice. Yeah. That would be my choice. Cool. Well, speaking of the X-Men... X-Men? What do you mean X-Men? <laughs> Who have you dated previously that I don't know about? Whoa, <laughs> well, I'm whoa, whoa. I'm talking about the Uncanny X-Men uh-huh. from the comics. Thank God, I was a little worried mm, there. You should be. And the upcoming movie. Yes. Days of Future Past. Totally stoked. How do you feel about Empire Magazine uh, promoting the movie by doing 25 different covers with all of the actors in their full get-up? I think it's kind of cool. I'm, I'm, I think it's kind of really cool. I'd like to pick them all up if I could. Don't know how much the book runs for, though. I'm sure it's like five bucks each. Oh, so it's like an annual. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I mean... Uh, Wait, didn't y'all talk about that last week? 
<laughs> no. We talk about asses and annuals a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Annual asses or... And X-Men. And X, exactly. <laughs> this is a PG show. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, we what we got Mystique, Magneto, Wolverine. Let's we got see. both Magnetos. Uh, no, no. There's Mystique. There's Ian McKellen, Magneto. There's Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier, and it's kind of cool because now he's in the uh, hover chair. Nice. He's not nice. in the old school wheelchair like he used to have. He's even more sexy now. Whoa. He's a hot old dude. There's <laughs> shirtless Wolverine. Oh yeah. Of course. You want to talk about man, McConaughey he's... walking around shirtless? There's another guy. Yeah, I don't know why Hugh Jackman always has to be shirtless in every movie. He, he should sing. be shirtless. He looks fabulous. <laughs> he yeah. can sing and fight robots. <laughs> he can. I agree he can do those things. <laughs> I think you both have a man crush. It would be better if he wore a shirt. Okay. I think. No. Yellow shirt, shirt Like off. this next cover. This next cover, he is wearing a shirt. He's wearing a full, full uniform. No, I like him shirt off. So that's Wolverine from the future. No, I think that's Wolverine from the past. The past? Young Wolverine. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. He's wearing body armor. Mm. Then we got uh, Bolivar Trask, played by Peter Dinklage. Oh, we like that guy. Yeah, from Game of Thrones, he's pretty good. Anna Paquin is Rogue. Yes. There's, there's a lot of rumors that she's not actually in the movie. Well, that's horrible. Or that she just has a background shot, like she was cut. Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I like Anna Paquin. It would be a shame if, if she wasn't... Great. If she wasn't in the uh, entire film. And then we got, uh, who's this guy? Adam Canto as Sunspot? Some, such a random character to Yeah, who is Sunspot? There. Never heard of that guy. No, I've heard of him. I mean, I've read books where he's in it. But I was like, Sun Fire. Yeah. Roberto Costa. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know why they would choose that character to use. Strange. Uh, Toad is back. Toad! Let's see. Striker. Why is Striker always got to be the villain in every X-Men movie? It seems like they would move on and... Do something cool like Mr. Sinister or... Ooh, that would be cool. Mr. Sinister rocks. The next movie, I know they're supposed to be doing Apocalypse. Nice. That'll be pretty awesome. Four Horsemen? Uh, I'm sure they have to, right? Yes, definitely. I mean, Archangel will be pretty badass on screen. That would be awesome. Start McConaughey. But the villain and all the X-Men... <laughs> Get in there, McConaughey. <laughs> all right. Rain death. <laughs> Too much hate here. I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> See, Blink is back. Uh, Storm is back. Halle Berry. Yeah, new Storm would be in there. Young Beast. Wow. I don't really like that outfit. It's kind of weird looking. Wearing a shirt. Bishop. That's right. Bishop. I'm kind of excited to see Bishop. I think they did a pretty good job casting that guy. He looks pretty close to the comics. Yeah, I'm stoked about that. Iceman's back. Mm -hmm. Warpath. But, you know, on these books, on these covers, it shows uh, what the superpowers of each of these characters is. See, that's cool. And for Warpath, it's kind of strange because it says he's super strong, he's near invulnerable, and he can fly. There was only like a very small segment of books where Warpath had the ability to fly. I don't remember that being like part of his main set of skills. Do you? No, I don't. I got one word for you. You ready? It'll break it all down for you. Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know why they have to change things for the movie. I guess they needed a character that could fly that could also lift stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. You know, they should have, they should have asked you. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice. <laughs> Got a superhero named Miguel. Ass. <laughs> Once again, ass and annuals. <laughs> we got this Quicksilver. Quicksilver! God, he looks terrible. Yeah, he looks kind of weird. I don't like that character design at all. Like, the hair is way too long. His face is too round. Like, Pietro is supposed to be, like, super slim, rigid features and have, like, short, spiky hair. I don't, yeah, so, I don't really uh, like this change. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but whatever. It's, it is what it is. 
a little critical over there. Who's that there, man? That's Havoc. Havoc. But I don't really like him wearing plain clothes. He, he didn't really work without the costume. Yeah, you need the costume. In first class, he was wearing the costume with the spherical part in the middle that you know, his power shot out of and yes. a lot of it focus it better. And I thought they did a really good job with him in first class. What was he wearing in Uncanny X-Men? It was, uh, he had an X on him, didn't he? Right, but he still yeah. has the, yeah, yeah, the, right. yeah, the yeah, central yeah. sphere that allows him to like channel his powers in like a straight line. Uh, I mean, they did it a little bit differently in the movies than it is in the books, but I'm not sure I like that change. Uh, Ellen Page is Shadow Cat, you know, that's going to be Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. Colossus is Colossus, and I guess Brian Singer's on one of the covers. And then there's a Sentinel. Sentinel, Death Dog Mutants. That's a weird ass picture. Yeah, that Sentinel doesn't look like anything like I'm ready to see. And there's like some telephone repair guy working on him. <laughs> Gotta put it in there, you know, death to all mutants. Yeah. Now, how cool would it be if that line gets uttered in a movie? Death to all mutants? I'm sure it's gonna get yeah. I'm sure it's part of it. Uh, here's the crazy future sentinel, which. Is that supposed to be Nimrod? I don't know what it's supposed to be. It doesn't look anything like look, yeah, what traditional sentinels are supposed to look mm-hmm. like. It doesn't even look like it's made of metal. It looks like it's, you know, an alien symbiote or something. It's very strange. Well, you know, if Bishop's in there, then Nimrod has to be somewhere in there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about these Sentinel designs. No, I don't like it. I guess time will tell. There's young Charles Xavier who yeah. still walk. <laughs> and of course, Michael Fassbender is Magneto. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Miguel has a real problem with Michael Fassbender because of a little movie he did called yes, it's a Shame. Great. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> if you've not seen that movie, you might get a little bit too much of the Magneto. You get what I'm saying? There, America? <laughs> yeah, Good actor. Some... Don't get me wrong. Decent actor plays Magneto pretty well, but then someone here had to bring me a movie to watch. You gotta watch this movie, you'll like it. Yeah. I don't think those were the words I used. <laughs> I gave it to you and I said, This is a very fucked up movie called Shame. <laughs> you, you did should, not say that. You should watch it. <laughs> you were merely saying this guy, Carrie Mulligan in it, you'll like the movie. Well, you told me you like Carrie Mulligan, so yeah, I, was I like, like the actress. But you didn't tell me what the first few minutes were gonna That's show. That's true, I, did, I, did, I didn't warn you about all the full frontal dong. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much of that in that movie. Way too much. So for all you lady listeners, which I'm sure there's very many. <laughs> Shame. Pick it up in a theory. I really, really want to see some some more of Michael Fassbender. Oh, my goodness. You pick up Shame. Ian McClellan was probably watching. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> That's a fucked up universe you're imagining over there. Old Magneto's checking himself, checking out young Magneto. <laughs> like, damn, I look good. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, 25 covers, you say? 25. Pretty interesting. Some of them I don't like, some of them I do like, but as a collector that we are, you think uh, worth anything down the road? Unless you have all 25, I'm assuming. I but even know. then, I don't know, because it's just a magazine. I'm not much of a magazine collector. I don't really know how that market works. And you got some X-Men guys out there, or X-Men girls, really like it. I wonder if you picked it up. You probably could. I don't know. Who knows? We could check eBay real quick. And see nice. <laughs> let's, let's check eBay That's real right. quick. How many... Like, he just wanted an excuse to get on eBay. Am I right, Heather? Yes. eBay junkie. I know. eBay alert. Mm-hmm. Most people have to worry about their husbands going on other sites. <laughs> I just have to worry about my husband checking out eBay. Ooh. Yes. What will he, he buy today on, the on eBay? Side. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? There appears to be some listings there. What you got? The entire set of 25 covers is going for $240.02. 200 and what? <laughs> $240.02. Wow. And the five bucks a pop? Uh, they're $6 each on eBay. Oh. I don't know if that's actually their MSRP. <laughs> so, I was right. If they're $5 a pop, there's only 25 You make a little money, I guess. Yeah. Who, who's going to buy them, though? 
Because you feel really stupid if you purchase all these things and nobody buys them. Hey, best offer. I'll give you $90 for them. <laughs> Plus, you have to dedicate like an obscene amount of time driving around trying to find all the covers because most stores will only carry one or two of each. Yes, and look who's talking. The kind of guys that drive around to go find things. Yeah, that's true. You got to be if you're a collector. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't see myself buying 25 covers. I'm definitely, I have no interest in it <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm kind of excited for the movie. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, but I have no interest in getting these covers. So pick one. If you were going to buy one, which one is it? Which X-Men? If I was a, a, a newsstand and they had all 25 covers laid in front of me and I had to buy a copy of Empire Magazine and pick one up. Yes. What cover would I buy? Yes. Probably the Quicksilver one so I could deface it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably buy the bishop one. Bishop, because uh, that's the coolest looking one, I think. Yeah, bishop is pretty cool. I mean, you know, I walk around the office every once in a while. I go, bishop. <laughs> he is I, one of your favorite X Men. Yeah, because he's a killer. He's nuts. No, I'd probably get Mystique. Yeah, I like Mystique. Yeah, you enjoyed the Hunger Games more than I. Did. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Here. <laughs> I've seen one, and I think. By far, I did not enjoy it. He puts up no fight when we talk about Twilight, but the moment I mention the Hunger Games, he's like, <laughs> "No, I didn't see that movie." <laughs> I saw, I saw the first one, but it was like a big disappointment. I thought it would be a lot better than what it was. I didn't like the Hunger Games. Look, either can, one of them. I can do camouflage. I'll hide myself to look like the grass. <laughs> They're just cheap, oh. cheap battle royale net knockoffs. Yeah. So nah, no, nah, I like Mystique, but yeah, I'd probably pick up the Bishop one too. I think you just like Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've only seen one movie, two movies with her in it. The X-Men thing and that Hunger Games thing. I don't know anything else she's in. Can't call me a fan. Don't know her. I know she's in some movie where she's like got some problems mentally. And uh... I guess you are more of a Fassbender fan. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's horrible, man. That's, That's horrible. Scary. You're the one that enjoyed the movie. Didn't you give it two thumbs up? No. <laughs> I gave it two dongs down. Oh. <laughs> That's horrible. Images that, that you like just can't get out of your head. That is, that is seriously tacky. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Man. Uh huh. Yeah. No thank you, sir. <laughs> so let's talk about doing a giveaway. Uh, last week we talked about our pick of the week, which was Deadly Class number one, Rick Remender's new book. Um, I went ahead and picked up an extra copy of the first issue, and we want to give it away to one of our fans. Yes, give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying really hard to build up our Twitter and Facebook audience, so if you are interested in receiving a free copy free! of free. Deadly Class Number 1, there will be one lucky winner, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter at, at Comical Podcast and send us a tweet with your favorite superhero's name, or... Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. And again, type in the name of your favorite superhero. We're going to pick one name at random before next episode. And I will get in touch with you and I will mail you your free copy of number one of Deadly Class. Ah, nice giveaway there. Nice. Now, can they tweet in or whatever they want to post, like their favorite superhero is Take Off Arm Boy? Is that good enough? If you have a terrible taste in the superheroes, you can <laughs> that do it. horrible. You can, you know, Aquaman is your favorite character, just post Aquaman. Rip arm off and beat you with it. You know, even even if, like, Hagar the Horrible is your favorite character, that'll work. As long as they were in a comic of, in some form. So that anything, He-Man comics, we're okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Can I do it? No. No. Oh, 
<laughs> You're not eligible. Nobody in this room is eligible. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Horrible. But we'd really appreciate it if people would follow us and like us and... You know, we, we want to give something back, trying to build our audience, and this may not be the only giveaway we have in the near future. We may have something even better coming up. I was going to ask you that. Are we going to give away more stuff? Not every week, but uh, no, when, we're still poor. Whenever the mood strikes me, and there's something really interesting that I enjoy that I think might turn out to be something worth money, uh huh. Yes, we'll be doing a giveaway. Can I give away stuff? Sure. Oh, okay. Give whatever you want. Huh. And if you want to give us stuff, that's fine too. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, like us, follow us, send us a message, and we'll give you give you an address to, to mail us stuff to. <laughs> you know, no no flaming bags of dog shit, please. <laughs> but if you have cool stuff you want to send us, we're we're more than willing to accept it. Oh yes, definitely. And they'll even promote it on their show. That's yes. right. Gentlemen. That's right. We're open to sponsorship. You know, we're we're open to anything, honestly. <laughs> Selling out. <laughs> yeah. So if you're interested in any of that kind of stuff, you know, please feel free to contact us. Did the class number one. Give it away. All right. Okay. I'm on board with that. I can. We can afford that right now. Yeah. Statues next time, maybe. I don't know if we're going that far, but <laughs> actually, I do have some original artwork that uh, I am willing to part with as a, a prize, maybe in some form later in the year, maybe as a Christmas time giveaway or something nice. like that. You have a fever? Are no. you okay? Are you no, sick, man? I'm not sick. You're going to give away artwork. I'm just very generous. Oh, wow. It's not Deadpool artwork. It's Spider-Man artwork. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That yeah. I don't have room for in my office. But uh, I'm not right here, man. Give it away to me. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of giving me kiss ornaments. Come on. Give me something good. <laughs> yes. He gave me a kiss ornament to go along with my kiss uh, lights. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me tell the story. <laughs> so every year at Christmas time, our local comic shop has a Christmas party to uh, thank... Their biggest subscribers and their big, biggest spenders. and No plug? <clears throat> it's Bedrock City Comics. They're not paying us, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're really appreciative whenever they do this. I mean, last year was great. They had uh, you know, free pizza, free brownies, like food and drink. And you know, they have a giveaway. They have a raffle for artwork and, and toys and beanies. And, you know, some of the prizes are great. And some of the prizes are not so great. <laughs> like, the first year we went, I won a Voltron hat. Mm-hmm. And which I have worn many times. And now my kid is wearing it. <laughs> I won a Sinestro <laughs> pop figure, and I won uh, a Halo T-shirt. So it was a pretty good haul. And my friend Will Keep won. In mind though, you're only supposed to have one ticket. <laughs> well, you know, we have we have friends there that as they were leaving, they gave us our, their extra tickets. And yeah. so my friend Will, he won a piece of original Batman artwork. Uh, it was actually a concept drawing for Commissioner Gordon from Batman: and The Dark Knight, and. He won it. It was probably the third best prize they were giving away that day. And everybody in the store was coming up to him and offering him to, you know, take him out back to the alley and perform sexual favors to get it from him. <laughs> they were giving, they were saying they were giving money. They were trying to trade him, you know, all the stuff they were getting. And, uh, you know, it will, it's just like, no, no, I've never won. I've never had a piece of artwork before. I really like it. I really like it. Uh, but he also really liked the Sinestro pop figure I won because he's kind of a big Green Lantern fan. So, you know, as we were walking out, this might piss some people off. He uh, he was like, "Justin, I'll trade you the artwork for the Sinestro figure and the World of Warcraft comic that I won." And I was like, "Are you sure? I mean, I would love to have that original art, but it's up to you." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." So I got the original art. It's not hanging up. It's uh, it's up in my closet. Yeah, in this closet. It's on display in my closet. It's just not out in the main Deadpool room. Keep in mind that I said earlier in this show that I'm the Batman fan, and I don't have this art. Go ahead. <laughs> so I won some prizes. Insert, Will won some prizes. 
but Miguel took the cake. Miguel won the best prize of all. No, I did not. It was a set of uh, Kiss Christmas lights. Kiss! <laughs> and ever since that day, I've made it seem like Kiss is Miguel's favorite band. Why <laughs> rock and roll all night! Name another song. That's all I got. <laughs> so this year for Christmas, I got him a Gene Simmons Christmas ornament to go on his tree. <laughs> In addition to some really cool Harley stuff that he wanted. Yeah, he got really cool stuff. But the, the Gene Simmons uh, ornament was pretty funny. My wife got a big chuckle out of that. I did, too. It's still in the box. I didn't want to take it out. I didn't, I've stuck it next to the tree. But, yeah. So they were all hoping, again, this past uh, Christmas that I'd win me some more kiss lights. But Unfortunately, was- it didn't happen. But I made up for it by giving him the Gene Simmons ornament. So he has two things to decorate his kiss tree with. <laughs> and every single year, that's going to be my tradition. I'm going to give him something cool, kiss, kiss-like, <laughs> that he can put on his Christmas tree. Yeah, I gave him a DVD. Chupacabra versus the Alamo. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, he gave me a, a, a five-pack of awful B-horror movies. <laughs> a, loves movies. The man watches a lot of movies. I do, and they were movies I have not seen, so... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was a thoughtful gift. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Sharknado. That's right. That's next word. Sharknado. I love campy stuff. What can I say? <laughs> well, that's pretty much all I got for tonight. Same here. Uh, we touched on a lot of stuff. Remember, we're having that giveaway, so if you're interested in winning that free copy of Deadly Class Number 1, like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Again, that's at Comical Podcast or Facebook.com slash Comical Podcast. You can also check us out on our website, ComicalPodcast.com. And we have links posted on there that will take you to the iTunes or to the Stitcher application where you can subscribe to our podcast. Yes, definitely leave us some feedback. Give us some more ideas. What you'd like to hear us do? We're looking for more feedback. We're looking for some constructive criticism. And uh, we're really looking for ideas for different <laughs> segments we and can And you know do. we'll do anything. Yep. And like I said, if you want to send us an email, uh, you know, the link's on the page. So hope we hear from you. All right.